All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. Alex? <laughs> think you need to face it. You're kind of a geek. You're a transportation geek. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, before this show, my job was reporting and producing for WNYC's Transportation Nation. Listeners, Alex Goldmark, the senior producer of New Tech City, is a big transportation nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, True story. when taxi hailing apps first came onto the scene, he was the guy who went out and surveyed doormen about it for NPR. If I told you that you could hail a cab with your smartphone app, would you use it? Wouldn't work. It's faster just going out there and hailing a cab. One of those e-hailing apps is now valued at more than $17 billion. So, sorry, doorman, wrong. <laughs> and when Hurricane Sandy hit New York, you formed your own bike gang to monitor flooded subway stations. And, Alex, you did a story on what you called the hurricane bike boom. Can I ask you a question while we ride? Sure. Do you ride often or is this a special scenario? I see you yes, got a lots of non-private car kind of transportation coverage. Okay, so recently you came to me all excited and optimistic about this new kind of bus service that was launching in Boston. You said we really needed to cover it, and I just could not get excited about it. But you told me I would care. Right. So I think that the same way that new companies have used smartphone apps to totally remake how taxi markets work, I think that this company that started up last week in Boston, it's claiming that it can do the same thing for buses. And if it happens for mass transit... That is big. Okay, hi, it's Manoush Samarodi. This is New Tech City. Alex Goldmark, our senior producer and resident transportation nerd, is with me. Indeed. And today we go on a road trip. Well, Alex goes on a road trip to test the promises this man is making. Yeah, so the system is pretty fundamentally different than any other bus system that's in existence in the world. That's Matt George, 23 years old, CEO of Bridge, B-R-I-D-J, and it's a data-driven bus company. He talks a big game. He claims that his company can make bus routes so responsive to what riders want that he can add new buses or even new stops almost in real time. And because of that, they can all go express pretty much, he says. So instead of stopping, uh, you know, every couple blocks, the bus takes you there directly. It turns a bus full of people into something between a taxi or a shuttle and the subway. When we announced in the city of Boston that we were going to try to rethink the way mass transportation worked for the first time really since 1897 when the first subway tracks were laid, we started to get thousands and thousands of people who, who came in to us and said, hey, I really want a route between here and here. I thought that this concept, it sounded amazing, right? And so <laughs> I wanted to test it out. Yeah, and I thought another dopey millennial programmer who's going to – and I've got quotation marks in my fingers right now. He's going to change the world. 
So I issued you a challenge. Take as many high-tech travel options that you possibly could to get from here in New York to Boston and back and to try out the Bridge Bus during its debut month. And I took your challenge. So here's my hypothesis. Transportation infrastructure used to be fixed. The train route was the train route. The bus route was the bus route. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to work along the red line, you should live along the red line too. Right? But now there's this promise that at least some of these transportation services, right? at first it's taxis and now maybe it's buses, at some of these transportation services can come to us or that they can adapt to us way faster than they used to be able to. All right, folks, let's depart on what could be the podcast version of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I dove in to the shallow end. <laughs> Here is me at midnight the night before I leave for Boston. I am not able, after several days of trying, to find a app-enabled, smart, techie way to get between New York and Boston. I have tried Ride Joy, which is closed down, carpooling.com, carpool world, Zimride, nothing. There is a ride to Boston in about two weeks that is being posted that I could join. Okay, so I got it. The transportation revolution hasn't reached long-distance carpooling. Not yet, anyway. Right. So one lesson is that all of the fancy new options... Right now, they are for within cities, not between them, for the most part. So I booked a $17 one-way Bolt bus ticket. I booked it online, just like everybody else who rides it. And then, to get to the Bolt bus stop, I hailed a regular old yellow cab, but using an app. Starting off with a mix of old and new, I was thinking. Hi. I was across the street. Yes, Alex. Dion? Yes. Nice to meet you. All right, uh, 39th Street and 1st Avenue. My driver is Dihan Sani. He's from India. So this is my first ever Halo ride. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Halo doesn't cost Dihan anything, but I pay the meter fare plus about a dollar extra to the app company. It got me a cab in the early morning rain in about five minutes, so not bad. Anyway, the next Transpotech lesson that I learned was about payments. Going cashless is the real draw here for Dihan. That's the best part I like, actually. Yeah? Because I'm, I'm safe. Because all the information is already there. And I finish the trip, you don't do anything. I just go into my uh, phone, put the fare in, bingo. Dihan has been driving a yellow cab in New York for 12 years, so I count him as an expert, which was comforting when we hit delays. I guess no smartphone app will help us avoid the traffic on the FDR, huh? Do you, um, do you think we will make it by 8 a.m.? Oh, it's bloody dark. Good, okay. A little Mostly early. Probably it's up to the house and street and well, then it's all <laughs> Alex, you already sound nervous. But I like that Dion didn't need to check an app to figure out where the traffic was. It was all up here in his yeah. head. He knew exactly how traffic flows every day. And we're, uh, we're early. This worked. I budgeted extra time because I wasn't sure I'd be able to get a cab. <laughs> Use the halo. <laughs> so far, so good. Okay, so how was the ride to Boston? Uneventful. But I should mention that intercity buses are growing faster than any other mode of transportation. And according to studies, it is because of Wi-Fi and amenities on the buses, like sockets. Because people want to be able to use their devices while they're on the road, which they can't do while they're driving. 
Okay, I'm in Boston. Four or so hours later, I am ready to figure out where I'm going next. I just got off the bus. I got out at the corner of Summer and Atlantic, a busy intersection, and it's also got lots of transportation options. Okay, so forgive me if I got this wrong, but I believe on your itinerary was first a visit to the headquarters of Boston's transit agency to talk with their tech people. As you do if you're a transportation nerd visiting Boston. And then your plan was to swing by the offices of Bridge, that startup branding itself as the new bus company of the future. Right. I was excited for this. So (laughs) I got out my smartphone again. Pulling up my phone. An app called Ride Scout. Ride Scout. It shows you what travel options you have from exactly where you are standing. And expect a lot more of this kind of app to pop up. All right. So it looks like the fastest way to go, three minutes, is bike share. All right. Let's go take a bike share. It's called Hubway Bike Share. There's this big black solar-powered kiosk. Okay. Hit it go. Come on now. This is lots of tapping. Yes, I am over 17 years of age. Let's do this. It didn't, it didn't take my Discover card. It's 128 pages of terms and conditions. You're out of your mind, people. In the end, $6 for a day pass and about five minutes of fiddling with the machine and checking out my bike. Not bad, I thought. No, it could be worse. And here's the third lesson of this trip. Scheduling, it's way easier when your phone does it for you. Google Maps estimated time, that taught us that already. But it is still tough for apps to estimate the time that it takes to start a journey, like the time it took me to get the bike out for my three-minute trip, or the time it takes to transfer between modes of transportation, right, to get from the bike to catch the bus, for example. But you wanted to see, could you have no idea where you were going and make transportation Bend to your whims. Truly alternative transport. Yes. And sure, some of these services won't be available in every city or every neighborhood. But my thinking was downtown Boston is a good approximation of what other cities might look like in terms of future options pretty soon. And so it was relatively easy for me to pick my route, my mode of transportation, and also to get around on a bike. I'm riding a bike. I'm riding a bike. <laughs> Now is where I wish I had my headphones in for turn-by-turn navigation because the street I planned to take just turned into a (laughs) one-way. Thanks, Boston. Okay, I'm going rogue. Wish me luck. This part of my road trip, it was about the high-tech ways of mixing different means of transportation. So transit agencies, they know that people, they don't like to walk too far to catch the subway. But if you add a bike share station to the end of the line, more people will use the subway. A bike share ride can be mixed in with a subway trip to the grocery store. Okay, so you could take a bike there, but then you could ride a taxi home with all your heavy bags. You could mix and match. Yeah, mix and match. We humans, we can think through the logistics of a bike and then a taxi home. But computers are just getting the hang of figuring out this mix and match puzzle that say the fastest and cheapest route is actually first taking a bike and then the subway. I mean, having done sort of the, that's called the network routing problems, I mean, those things are, those things are hard. I rode my bike to meet him, Dominic Tribone. Special assistant for strategic initiatives. Dominic is the guy testing out how new technologies can make things run better at the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority. They run public transit in Boston. And Dominic, he likes to talk about modes, as in modes of transportation. 
I think you're going to have very few people who are going to always take the same mode. I think what we're going to see in the future is multimodalism, not within an, just within an individual trip, but also within a week. Like the way people get to work is different from day to day. We met in a big building downtown a few blocks from Boston Commons. It's pretty government on its face. People in suits, a blood drive and metal detectors <laughs> in the lobby, worn green carpet tiles. Gray, I love that you noticed all this. Gray cubicles, you know, that they were clearly there for a while. So I, yeah. Anyway, we chatted under fluorescent lights in an office without windows. It could be like a set for a movie of a state agency or something. Yeah, except that if you met Dominic on the T, you'd say he was more techie than government button pusher. I'm talking fitted shirt, skinny tie. Talks about the elegance of algorithms. We went through a whole bunch of algorithms. We have actually these beautiful reports that would tell us how accurate the algorithms were being. This transit agency is awash in data, and they had this puzzle. Passengers standing on a train platform, they want to know what time the next train is going to arrive. God, we've been waiting for that forever in New York. Right. We still don't have it for all of our trains. So you'd think that you could just say, well, how far away is the next train? But... Trains move at different speeds on different days, depending on all kinds of things. And it turns out one of the simplest algorithms, which is the median of the last five trains. They tried a bunch of fancy algorithms, factoring in the day of the week, amount of rain, whatever. And you know what worked best, Manoush? Hmm. The median of the last five trains. That's it. It factors in everything you need to know. And it saves a lot of computing power. But that's interesting. They needed all those fancy algorithms just to figure out that it was the simplest one that worked best. That was right. Right. And it took this kind of testing. And that's kind of what goes on at a startup. Now, Boston was one of the first cities to roll out countdown clocks. And as small as it seems to put a clock on a train platform, it makes transit a lot more popular. And it makes people want to ride the train more. Yeah, I get that. And now it's all online, which means this kind of data is open to anyone. Including the app that you'd been using to get around so far, right? Ride Scout? Exactly. So it's all part of an ecosystem, right? And Ride Scout. Oh, God, you're even talking like them. I am one of them. <laughs> so I checked my phone on Ride Scout, actually, right in front of the, uh, the MBTA office, and I realized it was time to go to catch the 350 Red Line train to get myself over to the offices of Bridge. Thanks so much for bending transportation to your whims. I had a 4 p.m. interview. Okay, get ready for Alex to commute to the future. What happens is actually, well, we won't give it away. It was like 15 minutes beforehand, nobody was there. 10 minutes beforehand, nobody was there. I'm just like sweating everybody else is freaking out. New Tech City is supported by LegalZoom. If you've been thinking about starting your own business, LegalZoom can help you do it. Learn more about DBAs, LLCs, incorporation, trademarks, and other ways to protect your business and assets at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom provides self-help services and can connect you with an attorney, but they're not a law firm. Enter technology in the referral box at checkout for a special discount for New Tech City listeners. Skyline Cloud Services, a cloud technology solution for small and medium-sized businesses, providing data and software hosting solutions, including cloud paging, allowing access to full-feature desktop software from any internet-connected PC. Skyline is an authorized commercial host of Intuit and other leading software companies to provide managed hosting and rental of their software titles, including QuickBooks. Learn more at SkylineCloudServices.com. We're back. It's New Tech City. I'm Manoush Samarodi. It's road trip day. New Tech City producer Alex Goldmark. Hello. He's the resident transportation geek here. 
And he has been trying to use every possible means of new tech-enabled transportation to get from New York to Boston and then around town so he can ride the newest of the new, a transportation company called Bridge. And Alex, it's kind of like the Google bus wannabe for Boston. I mean, you know, you get your free Wi-Fi. Well, except that it's not going to just one private company and anybody can get on it. But yes, it is a kind of, this is a nicer way to travel. Get to work in style. Big promises. So enticing. Bus line of the future. I rode the red line to get to Cambridge. (laughs) Kendall Square for you folks marking your maps at home. And I walked into a big, tall building that houses part of the Cambridge Innovation Center. There we go. Bridge signs. Okay, remember that this is week two for Bridge, and we're at their offices. And they're trying to start a commuter bus service that is kind of something between an app-based car service and the public subway. The company claims that it is tracking rider data and all public mobility data that it can find so closely that the company will launch new routes on as little as a day's notice based on how people are commuting. Responsive mass transit with onboard Wi-Fi, of course. And eventually satellite TV, maybe. Anyway, the the fare will be about double a subway trip, $5 or $7 or so. So their offices are in a startup incubator. Let me guess. Young people everywhere. A ping pong table in the conference room. You're spot on. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a pool table in there and you can reserve it through an iPad on the door. Yeah, but I enjoyed the sweeping views of the river. And CEO Matt George, he has one of the few offices in the place. And here is how he lays out his vision. What I always tell people, Alex, is we're not a bus company, we're not a transportation company, we're a technology company and a sort of predictive data company, and the output happens to be bus routes. I feel like that's what all these tech companies say. Oh, we're not an X company, we're a technology company. It just happens to be applied to X. Well, venture capital seems to like funding tech companies more than they like funding bus companies, so I don't blame them for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He's a bus company that doesn't own buses. That's what he is. (laughs) And they contract an actual bus company called Academy so that the drivers, they're real, professional, licensed, regulated through an established bus company. And Bridge just picks where the buses go. We're able to implement new routes on a real-time basis, even being able to introduce routes each and every day once we're fully scaled in the city to be able to rapidly capture where people are actually needing to go. He's extremely secretive about the data they use. But some of it is from municipal sources, some of it is from the transit agency, census data, and of course, what users are asking for. And start to come up with maps. Then we combine that all together, and you really do have a ta-da moment when the output on the spreadsheet says, these are your top three routes. But Alex, they made all these predictions, they planned out the routes, but whoa, come on, that first day must have been so stressful, not knowing if like real, actual humans would show up to ride their buses. Yeah. We sort of had a moment of panic where we had all these really big buses lined up on the first day and it was like 15 minutes beforehand nobody was there. 10 minutes beforehand nobody was there. I'm just like sweating. Everybody else is just freaking out and then all of a sudden about 9 minutes before the buses depart floods of people started to come in. Floods of people? Alex, really floods of people? Well, a few dozen people. They had just two routes that day. It's still in beta. And they're only running for morning rush hours right now, which meant that I had to wait until the next day to try it out and see who these people are that are riding it. 
So one of the examples that I use in Boston is that there's this huge flux of people that every Saturday morning goes from all these residential neighborhoods in Boston to one point just south of Boston in Staunton, Massachusetts. A bonafide mystery made clear from the data. He sees a regular pattern. He thinks, mm, maybe business opportunity. You want to guess where everybody was flocking on Saturdays? I don't know, like Fenway Park, the farmer's market, something Bostonian. Mm, like, And when we looked at it, we found that it was the Ikea. Of course. Ikea. Of course. Of course it was Ikea. So he's not going to make a commuter bus to Ikea because they have to carry Why? too much stuff back home. Oh, really? <laughs> it wouldn't work. They need to carry their furniture. Okay, but the point is he's driving his route planning by the numbers and he starts by looking at where people are going and where they want to go. So basically, Alex, what you're saying is that everyone can be at the center of their own map. We are all the blue dot at the center of our own little universes, potentially. If a cluster of people from one neighborhood all type in that they want to go to or commute to another particular neighborhood or to a specific corner in another neighborhood, well then, poof, Matt George says that he can manifest a bus that will go directly from point to point. Okay, can we ride this bus already? That's why we sent you there. I sure hope so. All right, it's about 7.50 in the morning. It's the next morning. I am waiting for Uzal to come pick me up in a 2000... Alex, it's your big day! The day you get to try out the bridge bus, a bus that runs a certain route because its customers told it to. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, but first... <laughs> I logged into the app Sidecar this morning, told me there was a driver about 11 minutes away, so that was perfect. I requested it. A second later, I had a phone call from him, and he said he would be here in five minutes. So I'm standing outside. We'll see when he shows up. And on to the next leg of my app-enabled journey. Wait, you had to take a cab to get to the bridge bus? Right. I didn't, I didn't stay in the one neighborhood where bridge happens to be serving so far. I stayed with my old friend. So I called a car using the app Sidecar. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Thank you for, for picking me up. No problem. All right, and here is our next lesson. Uzal, my driver, he was new. He was using his own car to drive people around, making a little extra money. That's what Sidecar does, right? Yep, it's like Uber, it's like Lyft, same thing, just a smaller company, kind of new to Boston. So it's good for him. Not so nice for the licensed cab drivers who don't appreciate their livelihood being undercut. He told me as much. But I was happy to add another app to my list. So far, I had used Ride Scout, Halo, Lyft the night before, and now Sidecar. Do you know the way? Uh, Boston, yeah. I mean, Memorial Drive and Store Drive, right? right. I, I don't actually know. My friend said that's faster. Okay. Uzal's from India originally, and he picks up a couple rides before he goes into his real job in biotech. On a good day, he makes about 40 or so extra dollars. How long do you think it will take? Uh, it's three weeks. Three, three weeks? Yeah. That's how, you mean that's how long you've been... Uh, yeah, I'm driving for three weeks for this one, so for the center street. And he didn't know where we were going. Neither did I. So he entered it into his GPS, and I see that it puts me arriving right as the bus leaves. Oh, no. About 15 minutes later than I had expected. So I start getting nervous, and Uzal asks me not to record him anymore. <laughs> no. I sit there in the front seat, 
watching Uzal try to navigate morning traffic in a town that I don't know well. And I'm watching that GPS arrow like it's my one path to salvation. And I trust it. You know, I, I, I had to get there for this 8.30 bus. I expected to arrive at 8.15, which is what it said when I did my fancy web and app calculations at the breakfast table. And clearly that is not playing out. So I'm watching the GPS arrival time go from 8.20 to 8.21 to 8.25. And finally at 8.28, the GPS says we're there. I made it. And I leap out of the car. I don't hand Uzal a dollar because I feel like I'm dining and dashing. But the sidecar app, it, it takes care of all the payment. And I run down the block to the address where the bus is supposed to be. Oh, no, dude. I'm sorry. Damn. I missed the bus. I'm in the wrong town. <sighs> There's too many center streets in this area, so my nice sidecar driver, he took me to the one in Boston when I should have been in the one in Brookline. I didn't know the difference. Now I'm standing on a, I don't know, it's a nice enough center street, but it's the wrong one. And, ah... Uh, what a pain in the ass. Okay. Bye. Alex, we sent you all the way to Boston just to ride this one damn bus, and you missed it. Man, yeah. you miss. I know. I actually <laughs> called you back in New York to let you gloat a bit. I was sitting there sullen on the sidewalk, but you were dropping your kids off at school, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's the lesson here, Alex? Yeah, we need our lesson sound. <laughs> the lesson is that we are making it easier for amateurs and startups to move into a space that has been closed and pretty regulated. For a reason, maybe. Yeah, and the process of doing this, the drivers and the companies and even the riders, we are all leaning on technology more to make more decisions and to point us in the right direction more and more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess that's good because we don't have to devote as much time to thinking about how we get around. But it is going to be a messy transition. <laughs> And we're going to miss some buses, literally and figuratively. Yeah. But luckily, we have friends. And so I asked a public radio colleague from Boston to ride the bus for me, the bridge bus, the next day. People seem to like it. Here's what they told them. Yes, I am uh, one of the inaugural riders. I have a range of options now. It's a completely different experience. You just sit, for, which is new because you don't usually get to sit on your morning commute when you're on the T. I actually get to do work and catch up on a couple of things before I get into the office, so that helps. It's a nicer experience overall. Oh, Alex, though, this is truly the Starbuckification of our world. It's like skim, venti, almond latte, half-calf. We want it the way we want it, with Wi-Fi on the side and no riffraff, please. But there's still going to be people who prefer to just order a small coffee. And the regular small coffee version of transportation is the public subway, the Boston Tea, it's simple, classic. I like it. So I am curious, what do they think of Bridge? The transit agency people think that the more ways there are to get around town, especially not in a car, well, they're all for it, right? They think that the more people that are riding a bike or another bus, then the more people will also ride the subway back or home. It's that whole multimodalism thing. But when Bridge comes along and tries to make the public transit agency out to be too slow in saying that they can't make a bus route fast enough... Well, that's not the whole picture. So here's the thing. 
we are a large agency. We serve 1.3 million people a day. That's official MBTA spokeswoman Kelly Smith. We move 1.3 million people a day in various modes of transportation from boats to trains to ride vehicles, subway, light rail. It's a huge operation and we are a public agency and we serve the public. And when they launch bus routes... They do extensive studies on the traffic flow impacts of a bus stop on this side of an intersection versus that one, or the safest places to cross a street to catch a bus. Lots goes into it. So maybe Bridges' fast-growing bus system will inspire new habits at the transit agencies to be a little more nimble and demand responsive. But maybe Bridge will have to slow down as it grows and take a bigger picture on some of the planning. That's all the messy transition that's being worked out. I love this. I'm, I think we should send you to ride the bus a year from now just to like see how far they've come or if you'll just be standing on a corner with no bus going by. I'm going to have 30 of my friends all go and request a new bus route the day before and <laughs> see if it can pop up. Um, how many apps did you use, by the way? So Halo, Lyft, Ride Scout, Sidecar, Google Maps. I didn't use Uber. It's a lot of apps, man. And the lesson if I may just end with one, is Uh to have a credit card on file and a well-charged battery on your phone. Oh, yeah. All throughout the whole thing, I had to be plugging my phone in over and over again at different places. Every time I went for an interview while I was in the waiting room, I was plugging my phone in. But if you were on the bridge bus, that was no problem. Oh, but wait, you missed the bridge bus. So you Thank you so much, Alex Goldmark. Alex Goldmark is the senior producer of New Tech City. I want to thank him. And I want to thank you for listening and going along on this ride with us. You can go to newtechcity.org or directly to iTunes to subscribe to New Tech City, to have it as you go on your road trips this summer. We would love to be there with you. Let us know if there's something you would like us to go try out for you so that you're not subjected to the embarrassments that Alex Goldmark would No, I'm sorry. Let's just end it there. (laughs) See you next week. Bye, guys.